Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. We've uh, moved into summer and believe it or not, the early weather update is we're having a lot of rain up here in Brisbane at the moment, so a bit of a wet start to summer. Yeah, a bit of flooding. I um see in a lot of southeast Queensland, although um, I'm sure that the worst of the rain will pass and we will have that warm sunshine out again. I cannot believe it's the Brisbane Property Podcast and we are talking about the weather yet again. But um, look, we've got a good episode planned for you today. Uh, We're really going to take a deep dive into the Brisbane City Centre, how it's changed since COVID has come into our lives. Um, what that has meant for the city centre and also what the local Brisbane City Council is doing to try and reinvigorate that city centre and, you know, look forward to helping to plan for the 2032 Olympic Games. So it's always interesting to have a look at a a CBD. Um, I think wherever you go around the world, I think, and you you go and do a visit to a a place, whether it's, say, for example, locally, if we look at in Australia, say Sydney or Melbourne, you're probably... Head, head into the CBD, have a look around at the attractions and the, and the area and, and, and even some of the history of, of the place. Um, so to look at Brisbane, um, to see where it, what, it, what it is, what it, what it has been um, and what it's sort of going to look like into the future um, gives us a bit of an idea of probably how things have changed a little bit as well from that traditional sort of city centre area to um, a bit of a COVID, I guess, COVID changes and how that's made the CBD change a little bit as well. Plus, then we add on the Olympics on that into 2032 and how um, the Brisbane City Council and the government are looking to to change the area. Yeah, look, I think the pandemic has really, you know, had a big impact on CBDs around the world. And it's no different here in Brisbane. In fact, when we look at what has been the impact, we know that there's been a decrease in the number of people or pedestrians in the CBD in Brisbane Um, of 32% between June 2019 and June 2021. So over a two-year period to see, you know, a 32% decline in the number of people walking around the CBD, that's a huge difference um, compared to where we were just a couple of years ago. Um, We've also seen some um, increases in office vacancies now. You know, there has been that trend, of course, where more and more people have been working from home and we've seen that trend result in increasing office vacancies. Whether this is a long-term trend or just a transient short-term trend, no one really knows yet. So we're just going to have to, you know, watch and see what um, the future holds. So, you know, in in June 2021, Brisbane was named um, the 10th most uh, livable city in the world. And if you look at some of the the stats on that, forty three percent fewer domestic visitors in from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty, eighty two percent fewer international visitors, um, and reduction of you know overseas migration seventeen percent down, um, and also students eleven percent down. So it's it's just showing that there's a lot less people coming into the centre of the CBD area, um, and that has that has had a major effect on on the way that the city operates. I, we were in a, um, it was a little while ago, we were actually chatting to some people and and there was conversations, this was early COVID days, about changing some of the, the city centre, the, the business um, high-rise buildings into accommodation and refitting them out from office fit out to um, 
residential. residential areas. So it'll be interesting to see if that does happen or, or whether we do sort of slide back to that normality of what we were used to before. Um, but with people working from home and not having to go to the CBD, um, that, that will probably change the way the face of the city looks. And the Brisbane City Council um, have identified some of the current short-term challenges as well as um, immediate priorities for trying to reinvigorate the city centre. And they've recently uh, released a master plan for the city centre, stage one, and it's an action plan to actually reignite the heart of the CBD here in Brisbane. Now, you know, we've pointed out some of the impacts that COVID has had on the CBD here in Brisbane. Um, that report that I've just referenced actually confirms there's a 35% uh, decline in people visiting the city centre here in Brisbane due to the COVID pandemic. Um, the impact on trade and business has been um, a 33% decline within the CBD. We've got an increased number of people working from home, about 23% increase, which is impacting uh, the CBD as well. So, you know, these are all short-term challenges that people are facing. Um, we've got um, concerns about health and safety, so that's being presented as a reason that people are not visiting the CBD. Uh, we've got, well, previously we've had venue restrictions and capacity as well, reduced tourism, of course, um, and just increased traffic and congestion. Look, that's probably, um, it's only had a 4% impact um, throughout the pandemic because obviously there's fewer uh, people having to get into the CBD. So the big challenges there for the CBD, according to this report, is the fact that there are fewer people visiting the city centre and that there's been a big impact on trade and business and that trend of more people working from home. So we'll touch on some of the things they're looking at doing, but but I, I, think, I think generally um, as a bit of a summary, they're looking to um, in, enhance the access to the CBD um, to make that easier to people to get in and out of the CBD, improving um, public areas and green space um, so that people are, are more attractive, probably more for the lifestyle side of things. Um, so more of attractions, a bit more culture, people going into the CBD um, to actually enjoy the city, being able to access it freely. So cycling, walking, all those types of things and making it easier for people to get in there and actually just spend some, I guess, probably a bit more leisure time hanging around the city and the, and the river and things like that because there's some beautiful areas in around the, the city, um, the Botanic Gardens, South Bank, those, those couple just to name a, a few there, plus some of the big attractions that they're actually starting to, um, to build and under construction as well. Yeah, so some of the other immediate priorities that Council have identified for the Brisbane CBD off the back of the pandemic is to repurpose some of the empty shops and offices and Scott pointed that out previously, there has been talk of converting some of those office spaces that are no longer um, being used in that way into residential um, facilities so that they people can relocate to those locations. Um, increasing the number of events and activities within the CBD to encourage people um, back to the city. Um, enhance the ability for people to cycle and, you know, wheel around the city, if you like, through electronic scooters, um, hoverboards, um, any form of transport on wheels. Um, and that comes through with further and enhanced bike tracks and um, pedestrian pathways, um, but also prioritising public art and lighting just to make the, the city centre a more cultural experience for people when they do come in, regardless of what day of the, the you know, what time of the day or night it is. I think it, I think that's actually, even though it looks quite basic, that that lighting, that art side of things, it is quite a good thing when you go and visit somewhere. 
you know, if you have the lifestyle and it's all green and it looks lovely and there's lighting, especially at nighttime and all the lights, you know, I know at nighttime when, you, when you're going through, through our city, they, they light the story bridge up in different colours from time to time. And, and it does make it quite an attractive thing that people like to go and walk down around the river there, especially Howard Smith Wharf. If you go down around that way for, for dinner or a drink and the uh, story bridges all lit up at night, it does actually make it a lot, a lot nicer. Uh, a lot more enjoyable on, on the eye as well, just to see the city as well. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that the, the Brisbane City Council are um, doing is turning the disruption that COVID has had into innovation. And they're really trying to reimagine what the Brisbane CBD will look like and how the Brisbane CBD can become a more interactive place for people especially in the lead up to the 2032 Olympic Games, with the majority of major sporting venues um, going to be placed within five kilometres of the Brisbane CBD, and we'll talk about that shortly, um, it is really important that the CBD becomes a destination in itself. So the Brisbane City Master Plan to you know, reignite the, the city heart is really focused around repositioning and reimagining um, the Brisbane city centre and what it can be in the future. Traditionally, at Brisbane CBD, the large majority of the CBD has been a nine-to-five um, workplace environment where people come to work and go home and it's been sleepy in a lot of locations around the CBD outside of those hours and they're really trying to reimagine what it could be outside of that typical nine-to-five and integrating it more into a 24-hour city. So, some of the things that um, have been identified is to make the area an experience district in itself, a big, make the, the CBD a destination, offering memorable experiences that actually can't be found elsewhere. So, you know, that involves, um, you know, improving cultural activities, um, recreational activities, entertainment options, and, you know, that enables people to create memories and, you know, they want to visit those locations for that purpose. Yeah, I think they'll probably, I mean, we, we do have those areas a little bit set up now and they do run markets and things like that as well. Um, you know, that sort of thing in around the city will attract more people to go there. Um, I know a few years ago we went down to Hobart and, you know, on the Saturday, I think it was, we went to Salamanca Bay and, you know, it was just beautiful to have all that sort of set up and people in there and people flocking to the city centre for those types of things. So I think that experience side of it, that will be a major attraction and people will actually start to go back into the city as well. And they are sort of imagining Brisbane as a new economy cluster because, you know, the Brisbane economy is transforming or transitioning towards an advanced knowledge and innovation um, type of um, city where commercial activities are starting to change. So, you know, the city centre, therefore, must enable sort of a more collaborative approach and appeal to the talent of people that do want to come and work in the city. So, you know, the government um, or rather the local council are really trying to encourage that type of innovation as well um, to attract new talent into the city um, and ensure that that continues to boost the local economy as well. And, and as you said, changing it um, from a nine to five to, to a mixed-use neighbourhood, um, that, that sort of thing with activities, healthy lifestyle, attractions, um, not only for businesses, but also for visitors to take them into the city and enjoy the city itself. So I think that, you know, what are we doing in Brisbane? I think it's important to get an understanding of, you know, what's happening in and around the CBD. How is this transition going to take place? And what does it actually mean for people that, you know, maybe re relocating, maybe investing and maybe living in, in the city? Well, there's been a, a lot of development, 
recently and there's been a lot of recent announcements of development that is planned that's starting to shape this um, this change already. I think one of the biggest is the transportation options that are underway already. So the first of those, of course, is the Brisbane Metro. And we've talked about this project previously. This metro system um, is going to run from Eight Mile Plains in the south all the way through to the CBD, and then it's going to run from St Lucia um, through to Hurston, so two different um, tracks, but it's going to provide a turn-up-and-go service operating 24 hours on weekends. No timetables, no need to be concerned about, you know, waiting half an hour for the next um, transport option. Turn up and go is going to be game changing for getting around to different parts of the CBD, but also getting into and out of the CBD. The, the other big one that we, we also have talked about is the Cross River Rail. Well and truly underway. Um, I, there's a massive amount of work. Now, I drove past the other day at uh, over near the Gabba um, and, and the station set up over there. So the Cross River Rail, it's just going to open up and unlock the city. So the CBD, generally when you're driving in and out and around the city, it is quite a bit of a bottleneck at times. Um, so that will actually transform the way that we travel through the city to get in and out um, of the CBD. So just for those that don't know much about the rail network here in Brisbane, all train lines from the north come into the CBD through one track only and then they cross the river or they head out towards the west. So there is an absolute bottleneck um, and the capacity of the network is currently limited by the fact that all trains have to go through three stations along the same network. Uh, by uh, developing and building this cross river rail, it will open up the network so that we'll have options for trains coming into and out of the CBD. And that will um, enable the network to increase the number of trains or the number of service options within a, a 24 hour period. So again, anyone that's living on a train corridor will really benefit from the Cross River Rail. It's not just going to benefit the CBD, it will benefit any locations that are on that train network because it will be faster, more frequent services into and out of the CBD because there will no longer be limitations due to all trains coming into and out of the same um, the same train stations. The, the next one is one I'm, I'm pretty pretty keen on and it's probably one of my favorites actually is and that's because it's it's the bridges and and the the walkways and the bikeways and things like that at, at the moment um it's actually not too bad getting around so you've got the right down along south bank on the south side of the river that goes right down around west end um you can actually wrap right back around the bottom of kangaroo point and continue out that way uh, on the other side there are bikeways which goes right down past coronation drive past the regatta hotel out towards st lucia is uh, the river loop that links up with a big bike for the, the cyclists out there. Um, back down around the other way and you can head down around New Farm and it takes you right down to um, Breakfast Creek in that area. But what they're actually looking at doing is, is linking it up with bridges as well. So putting bridges across from Kangaroo Point um, across to the sea, to the CBD area, they're back at the bottom, uh, the top end of the Botanical Gardens. Um, there's another bridge which is coming across from South Bank across to the new Queen's Wharf. And then also another, the, the metro obviously up near Victoria Bridge. So increasing that access to be able to cross the river as well as go up and down around the river to um, for the, the bikes and people running and walking as well. And that obviously relates back to having a more connected city by wheels, encouraging people um, to, to get around without using cars. And that's something that we're noticing is becoming more of a trend here in Brisbane, not so much on rainy days like today. However, um, we are typically a, you know, hot, sunny 
you know, subtropical environment. So seeing people um, be active, um, be out and about, but also to be able to commute easily into and out of the CBD using some of these, um, you know, pedestrian pathways and pedestrian bikeways, um, it's a really nice thing to see when, when there's so many people that are out and about and active throughout the city. And I know, you know, the options to be able to, for example, go for a run through the CBD at the moment. Um, it's it's actually a great city because you can run all the way along the river. There's going to be multiple options in order to cross the river over and above what we've already got available. So again, it just improves that lifestyle. It improves the livability. It improves the overall, you know, um, desirability of a location. And, and that's that's um, talking from your experience, obviously, there, because Melinda does go on a Wednesday from where we're just on the north of um, the CBD and you can actually follow a path all the way in um, and you run in there in around the city and back out um, every Wednesday. Um, it, it's easy, it is easy to do. We sometimes will jump on the push bikes, ride in that way, enjoy a bit of the, the, the South Bank and the city area. Um, it is actually quite easy to access um, once you know those bikeways. And I think the more they improve that, the better it will be as well. And look, it is the environment that we live in. And, and just saying, I haven't, um, I don't do that every Wednesday. Some days we do cut a little bit short, but um, we have been known to go on some longer runs into the CBD. And, you know, it is an accessible city. There's so many options for, um, you know, going on a leisurely run, or as I mentioned, if you're not up for a run, even taking a bike or, or, or a scooter. Um, an electronic scooter, in fact, um, makes it much easier and you can enjoy the scenery. Yeah. <laughs> so so I guess when you go in there, um, what, what are you doing there? I know that there's, look, Howard Smith Wharf, I mentioned that earlier. Um, it's all up and running. Fallon's Brewery's in there. Um, you can sit down on, along the edge of the river there, have a meal, have a drink. Uh, it, it's, it's a lovely area itself. Um, Queen's Wharf, well and truly underway. It's amazing how quick that is actually going. I was talking to a fellow the other day who's working on the sky deck. Um, he's in charge of working on that section. So it, it is progressing really, really well. Um, they will be on track. I can't see them going over time. Um, I think the um, the, the uh, liquidated damages, liquidated damages will cost them a fortune. <laughs> so it will be on track to be completed. It, it's going to change that part of the city as well. Um, so there'll be a lot of things in and around, again, that lifestyle, that entertainment, the, the tourism side of it, um, world-class entertainment areas, um, that will make an amazing difference to that to the city. And look, you know, for anyone that hasn't been to Brisbane in the last five to ten years, there's been a huge transformation in the city skyline. Um, there's been 18 new towers that have been built throughout the CBD since 2014. That's a huge number of um new buildings and you know I think that that is indicative of the investment that is going into the Brisbane CBD you know we are a new world city our access to Asia because of the development of that second runway um, has really put us on the map now yes the pandemic has really slowed down the progression of some of the plans that the the government have had to connect Brisbane to the rest of the world however you know the pandemic is not going to change the way we live forever potentially um, once the international borders reopen, we'll really see the benefits of that second runway and the economic impacts um, to our local region. Uh, but it's not just um, towers for, you know, office and residential. There's also additional accommodation options um, that have become available for student accommodation. So there's been 11 new, um, sorry, four new student accommodation developments since 2010 and 
In addition to that, 11 new hotel developments since 2010. So that's, again, an indication of the opportunity that Brisbane presents because to be opening up that many new hotels, um, it shows that there is a place for Brisbane on the tourism map for international travels when the borders reopen. And of course, in the lead up to the 2032 Olympic Games, there's going to we're going to need more and more accommodation options with the majority of events um, being so close to the CBD. Yeah, I think that's a smart move. When when we talk about we'll touch on this in a little bit later on about some of the events and the locations, but that 11 new hotels, uh, I think they'll be booked out pretty hard in 2032 as well. Absolutely. Um, and the, and the other thing is obviously the upgrades. Again, I know I talked about the bikes and the walkways, but Edward, um, Edward Street, Albert Street, Adelaide, um, they're, all, they're creating all these subtropical boulevards where people can walk and it's just that enjoyable part of walking through trees and a bit more, a bit more nature, I guess, but in the CBD. So it's going to make it, you know, we're, we're already a livable city. Um, it's going to be more and more attractive to get into the city and enjoy that, that part of the city. Um, and I think it'll, I think it'll actually make it very very attractive, and it, it will actually attract a lot more people to get in there and enjoy their weekends and their time in around the city. And not just office workers that are going into work um, from the nine to in the nine to five jobs, but this this is going to create a lifestyle destination in itself where people will want to go just to enjoy. Um, you know, being in that area. And there has been a recent uh, push for a lot of green buildings. So you know that is something that in our subtropical, subtropical environment here in Brisbane that is very important to a lot of people, um, that we keep the cool, um, you know, shady um, subtropical environment by making sure that it's not just buildings that are, you know, full of concrete, but also incorporating a lot of green elements so that um, we can keep cooler um, when we do get those very hot summer days. So a lot of this information, if people are interested, I know we, we do talk about it, but if you if you are a reader um, and not not as much a, a listener and you like to read things, it is the Brisbane City um, Centre Master Plan. Um, stage one is what we're, we're looking over. So you can have a look at it. You can Google it online, Brisbane City Centre Master Plan. Have a look at it. Um, I guess one of the other things which we do talk about and, and we will probably continue to talk about for the next 10 years um, is the 2032 Olympics um, and the Paralympic Games, how that's going to change it again and what they're going to do. Um, as you mentioned earlier, Melinda, the venues um, and the location to the city, it, it's quite amazing how close they all are, not all of them, but a lot of them are to the CBD. Yeah, looking at Brisbane, the CBD itself is actually going to be the centrepiece of the um, Olympic and the Paralympic Games in 2032. So, there's going to be 10 venues, um, including the as well as the Athletes Village, um, a main broadcast centre and media centre, um, and a lot of other destinations that will be right on the doorstep of the CBD. So, you know, that's more than half of the planned Olympic sport venues within five kilometres of the CBD. So you can see why some of those hotel providers um, you know, are going to be rubbing their hands together at that time because I'm sure that um, occupancy will be at 100%. But, you know, when we just look at some of the venues that we have or that, that have been announced as locations, we know that um, the Brisbane Cricket Ground, um, better known as the Gabba, um, is going to be the host of the athletics event. Um, We've got some archery that's going to be in the cultural forecourt at South Bank, right on the river's edge. Um, obviously, 
no better place than to be, you know, it'll be an amazing view for, for those that are spectating with the international broadcasting to have the CBD in the background and, and watch that sort of event. Um, and, of course, you know, three venues set up with live recordings um, of the, the events themselves with public um, viewings platforms, one at South Bank, one at River Stage and one in King George Square. So those that can't make the events because they may be sold out will be able to watch those live broadcasts. So the whole idea is to bring people together to actually celebrate this huge event. And down in around the, as you said, the, the broad, main broadcasting centre is going to be set up down in South Bank area, um, around the Exhibition Convention Centre. So even in there you'll have um, table tennis, I think it's badminton, uh, there's fencing and all those indoor sort of activities in there. Suncorp Stadium, literally just on the other side of the river. Uh, football and um, or soccer, whatever you want to call it um, in Australia. <laughs> the Europeans will call it more football. Um, and rugby as well. And then even right at Brisbane Brisbane Arena, so in at uh, Roma Street, you'll have swimming and water polo. Uh, that will be good because our boys are water polo players. So that's <laughs> nice and close for us. And I think we'll be attending that one if we can. We keep taking them to training, hoping that one of them might be in that Australian team by then. But remember, that's also in the Brisbane Live venue, which is not yet built, but one of the new venues that will yeah, be constructed be um, as part of the um, you know infrastructure development in planning for the 2032 Olympic Games. Now, a little bit further to the north, but only a stone's throw, we've got Victoria Park where we were expecting the uh, BMX riding as well as the um, uh, cross-country equestrian. Yeah, the equestrian, yeah. That, that's an interesting one, actually, because Victoria Park is going to be redeveloped. It's a golf course at the moment, um, and it is going to change. I think we've talked about this previously on, on other episodes, that they're changing Victoria Park into more of a, a lifestyle type of um, parkland where people can enjoy. So that will be that'll be a lovely setup, especially with the horses and the and the BMX and rink up there, mm. sitting up there on, on the hill at Victoria Park. That'll be a really really nice setup. And not far from there at Ballymore, which is just in Hurston. Look, we could throw a rock and um, and hit Ballymore from where we live. Um, the hockey, um, both being past hockey players, that'll be good to go and you know watch some elite hockey at that venue as well. And then, of course, Brisbane Indoor Sports Centre over at Albion, yet to be constructed, uh, but that's where we should be seeing the basketball being played. And the Ballymore, they're actually redeveloping um, Ballymore a bit more, I think, for the rugby, um, to set it up as a bit more of a home. It's always been the home of rugby up here in Queensland. So they're going to drop an artificial surface in in the um, in the middle of Ballymore Stadium for the hockey players. That will be um, a very good setup as well. Um, yeah, and even, as you said, the athletic, Athletics Village over Hamilton Way. So it is so close to the CBD. And with those other, again, as Melinda mentioned, those live um, sites as pop up where public can actually basically go and sit and watch um, down around South Bank, the River Stage, and over in King George Square, the CBD will come alive um, during that Olympic period as well. And look, it's not all about the Olympic Games. I know we've just highlighted what will be going on at that time. But remember that this infrastructure is going to be in place, not just for one event, but it's going to be there forever. And, you know, once the Metro and the Cross River Rail, for example, are in place, it will really change the way we can move around the city. And combining that with this action plan to reignite the the CBD, there's, there's some really exciting things happening throughout um, Brisbane, but also within the CBD itself. And, you know, we love hearing, um, reading about and sharing with you this sort of information because, you know, unless you're here seeing it happen in real time, you may not be aware of um, the planning and the, um, 
the innovation that's going into developing our city into a new world city. And again, as I've mentioned, um, Victoria Park, and, and feel free to Google these things, have a look at Victoria Park redevelopment. The other one which is interesting, um, which will change quite a lot, is that Brisbane Arena, Brisbane Live, whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Um, it it's it yet to be constructed, but it'll attract a lot more in the future, not just for this Olympics, um, but most of our entertainment now, bands and concerts and things like that, Previously, they've been out at the Entertainment Centre out at Boondle. Um, some of the big, big concerts come into Suncorp Stadium, but this Brisbane Arena uh, will be an amazing um, setup. And location-wise, spot on. You're right on top of Roma Street um, train station. So, access for public in and out—that is just ideal. Um, that'll be that'll be an amazing setup in in the middle of the city there. Look, I hope that's been um, you know an interesting update on what's been going on in the CBD off the back of changes. Um, due to the pandemic, but what the local council are doing to try and reinvigorate uh, the CBD, get people back into the CBD. And it's fascinating to see the planning that goes into the innovative approach that is being taken. So yeah, we're really excited to see the change that continues to occur in our city in the years ahead. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening. Um, Hopefully that's been entertaining or interesting. Um, Have a read if you like, but it, it is going to change uh, it'll be amazing to see Brisbane change over time. So we will. Uh, I'll let Melinda wrap it up as usual. Um, hopefully next week I can give you a nice sunny weather update early December. Um, but, um, look, I'll let Melinda wrap it up. It's been good talking again. Thanks very much for listening and take care and bye for now. Yeah, thanks for joining us once again. And uh, we do look forward to bringing you another insightful episode again next week. As always, please don't forget to leave us a review on whatever podcast player you are tuning in on. Please tell your friends and family about our podcast. And as always, we love it when you do leave um, some positive comments for us. Until next week, um, have a fantastic week. We will speak to you again then. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature. And we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.